بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم نحمد صلی اللہ رسول کریم آباد کتاب ان فرنٹ آف اس ٹائٹل ہیز بین ایپلی گیون بائی دا کمپائلر ارشادات درد دل وچ وی کین ان اوور ٹرمس ٹرانسلیٹ ایز دا کرائی آف دا یرننگ ہارٹ دا ہارٹ دیٹ از throbbing with the love of Allah Ta'ala. This is the various talks, the bayans and the malfuzat of Hazrat Wala Rahmatullah Ali, Hazrat Ma'a Shah Hakim Wad Akhtar Sahib Rahmatullah Ali while he was in South Africa on one of his trips in perhaps the second last journey that he was here or perhaps before that. So on the various occasions that the different talks that we delivered and different advices that were given So these have been compiled in this book by Hazrat Mir Sahib, Damat Barakatum. The advice that Hazrat would give, this would cover numerous different topics, spheres. There wasn't anything specific that was restricted to. But by and large the theme that he always brought in and which he always discussed without fail almost was the two things about looking after the gaze looking after the heart and Hazrat used to repeatedly say that this is my 80 years of experience this at that stage when he was already past 80 years He compiled a small little booklet, Char Amal, the four actions, which was translated then into English and many other languages. And in the hundreds of thousands, these have been already printed and distributed in more than 10 languages. So this is a, this, a very short, small booklet. And at the time when it was initially published, Hazrat himself had just put those various aspects together, very brief, the four things that uh, discusses the, the two external aspects and the two internal things. So the two external aspects in the sense that, as I used to emphasize on the beard being one first, first length and the pants being above the ankle. So these are apparently difficult sometimes for many people bring this into control and all the external things will become very easy and then the two internal things as he used to refer to it as guarding the gaze and guarding the heart and as you say that this is my 80 year experience that a person who gains control over these four things two things are very simple the other two things require a little bit of effort as well then inshallah this is my guarantee that a person sincerely undertakes this he'll become the wali of the time so now it outwardly sounds like not something that we can understand easily just these four things and everything else will fall away further, further explain that a person who manages to do these four things then the rest of things are very easy person who can carry 100 kilos, then to carry 5 kilos and 10 kilos is 
child's play. So comparatively, this is the thing that many people, most people find very heavy. And if we have built the strength and capacity to carry these heavy weights, then to carry the lighter things is child's play. Then that is something which will happen with much ease. So it does not mean, like in Jamaat, we talk about the six points. So it doesn't mean that that's the only thing and there's nothing else to do. But as it's explained, person who brings these six points in his life, then the rest of deen will become easy. So likewise, these are the aspects that Hazrat used to emphasize repeatedly. And he used to sometimes say it in this manner also, that Allah Ta'ala has given me specifically this mazmoon, this subject matter. Many would, or had rather, titled Hazrat as Mujaddide Ghadde Basar. That in various eras, Allah Ta'ala sent people to revive deen in various aspects. Hazrat was mujaddid of tasawuf itself. Because by and large, tasawuf had become something known as just a combination of various wazaif and a lot of other customs and rituals which were not even based anywhere. So there were things that were carrying on correctly, but the general masses had gone into a different concept of what the tasawuf was all about. And they were confined, the correct tasawuf was confined to very, very few people, comparatively. Thanwi Allah Ta'ala made him the mujaddid of the time in that sense, and in many other aspects. Wrote over a thousand kitabs on almost every subject, highlighting the weaknesses of people in the various fields. So in any case, like that, in this zamana, Allah Ta'ala had especially inspired with this particular aspect and experience bears this out that many a times a person is trying to progress in deen in various ways. He is occupied in various deeni activities, occupied in various deeni work, but we find we still are going around the same circle. In terms of spiritual progress, whatever work is happening will carry on, but in terms of spiritual progress, we still are in the same circle. Going around in circles, the reason being that these two things are the obstacles. The lack of looking after the gaze and protecting the heart. So there are many, many things that Hazrat has mentioned in this regard, many things he has written in this regard, complete little booklets with regards to the protection of the gaze, etc. Many a times he would repeat the same things. And at times he would even say that somebody might say that this person got no other thing to talk about. And then he would explain that if there is a outbreak of cholera, so at that time somebody says, but you should also dispense some medication for flu as well. You should dispense some medication for headache. You should dispense some medication for some other things too. Says when there's a plague, when there's an outbreak of some disease, then at every corner there would be some little uh, things placed there by the Department of Health to dispense that medication to everyone that's passing. On every other street corner, there'll be a little small little counter there and they'll be dispensing this medication to one and all without even any charge and any hesitation of who's coming past because there's an outbreak. 
Fazal should then explain and say that in this zamana there has been an outbreak of the misuse of the gaze. There's an outbreak of immorality, outbreak of vice, outbreak of nudity at the scale that never happened before. So would that has been this outbreak of a people not controlling themselves in this regard as a result of which all the dini efforts that we do, all the efforts that we make, everything just drains out. The example that Hazrat Allah himself explained on one occasion, they were traveling in Hijaz in Makkah Mukarramah and it was a very hot day and the air conditioner was switched on but for some reason nothing was happening, the car wasn't cooling sufficiently. So Hazrat Mawla Abraul Rahmatullahi was also in the same vehicle. So he asked the driver that what's the problem, is this not working? He said it's working fine, everything is on. He said why isn't the car cooling down? So then they checked up, they found one window in the back was left open a bit. It was a very hot day. So as a result, whatever the cool air of the air conditioner was coming in, it was simultaneously being drained out through that open window. So the effect of that air conditioner was not being felt within the car. So the Ahlullah immediately take a lesson from things. They don't let things just pass by. Addressed everybody in the vehicle and said, Look, this is our situation. This is our situation. That we have the air condition of ibadat switched on. We have the air condition of salah, of tilawat of the Quran Sharif, of zikr, of dua, of various other righteous actions. Alhamdulillah. It's a very big thing, very great thing. But we fail to close our windows. We don't close the window of our tongue. We are still engaging in ghibad, in futile talk, in things that are harmful to our spiritual self. So, that window is open. So as a result, this air condition of ibadat, the nur that is coming through, is getting lost through this open window of the tongue. The window of our eyes are not closed. We left that open. person is casting lustful glances all over the place, looking at haram. He is misusing his eyes on his phone, on other devices, and on the streets and wherever. So whatever noor is being generated by the ibadat, by the tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif, by the zikr, by the dua, by the fast in the month of Ramadan. So all this ibadat is generating noor, like that air conditioner is generating that cool air. But this window of the eye is open. So as a result, all the benefit that is coming through this is all getting drained out and lost. And likewise, the window of our ears are left open. person is listening to haram, listening to music, listening to other things. So these windows, when they are left open, then on the one side, a person will be making a lot of effort. But the end result in terms of what has been saved, what has been gained, in terms of that nur, in terms of that spiritual strength, that is still where we were. Maybe sometimes even gone in deficit. So the important thing is to now start closing these windows, and especially the window of the eye and the window of the heart. So this is what Hazrat would repeatedly bring in every lesson, every lecture, talk, majlis, without 
fail, this would come in. So, inshallah, we will read some aspects here. The this kitab is in Urdu. We will read the Urdu. The very words of the Ahlullah also have its own nur, its own benefit. Inshallah, we'll translate as we go along. These are not things that we have not heard before, but the medication is what we require. This is not the aspect of knowledge, of information. Knowledge and information is there, it will come. The purpose of reading these things, listening to it, is medication. Medication for our hearts, medication for our spiritual selves, so that what we heard numerous times, what we might have spoken about numerous times as well, how this becomes a part of our system, how this becomes a part and parcel of our life. Words, words are not the thing that will do the job. It has to become a part of our condition. Our spiritual condition must change positively. Rumi Rahmatullah he expresses this, Qal Rabba Guzar, says Qal, Qal means speech, words. Qal Rabba Guzar, Marde Hal Show. Leave all this too much of words out. Not that a person is being told that, Dini advice etc. is of no benefit. What he's saying is that to just restrict it to that, that well, I will say something, listen to something, and that's it, my work is done. He says that's not going to help in itself. If a person is going to confine it to words alone, then words are words. Words will be spoken, words will be heard, and it will all fizzle out in thin air, and that will be the end of it. But those words need to be internalized. Words are important. Because the words are the vehicle. But the vehicle now, then needs to take us to the destination. So those words need to be internalized. We need to absorb it in our hearts. So, he says, Qal Raba Guzar, Marde Hal Show. Become a person whose hal, his condition has changed. That he was in a negative condition, he has become in a positive condition now. His heart was spiritually devoid of the nur of Allah's love, now that has become his hal, that nur has come in. He was far away from Allah, Ta'ala, he's become close to Allah. Ta'ala. So this is the lesson, this is the message that he's giving, that words are in its place, we have to become marde hal. We have to become people whose condition has now changed for the better. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. <coughs> ارشاد فرمایا کہ خون تمنا کا لفظ کہنا تو آسان ہے مگر جب تمناوں کا خون پینا پڑتا ہے تب پتا چلتا ہے کہ اس میں کیا مزہ ہے اسی خون تمنا سے حلاوت ایمانی ملتی ہے خون تمنا دس واز اے ورڈ وچ واز پرپس ہارڈلی ایور ہرڈ ناٹ دیٹ اٹ واز نیور ایگزٹنگ ہارڈلی ایور ہرڈ بفور حضرت والا رحمت اللہ علیہ and began using it. I remember very clearly that once while I was present, Hazrat Mawa Yunus Sahib he expressed to Hazrat that before you came, we had, we can't remember having heard this word, khun tamanna khun tamanna what does this mean? Tamanna means a person's aspirations, his desires. So khun tamanna in Urdu means slaughtering those desires. Slaughtering those desires meaning the haram desires. 
slaughtering the haram aspirations, the haram temptations. So now in Urdu, when somebody is murdered also, they say, Uska khun kar diya. Uska khun kar diya, they killed him, murdered him. Different ways it's expressed. This is one of the expressions. Usko maar dala also, whatever. But this is one of the ways it's expressed. Uska khun kar diya. They killed him. So this khun e tamanna, killing one's haram desires, slaughtering it. So Hazrat himself is saying that to say this word is very easy. To slaughter one's desires, kill one's haram temptations. There are two aspects in this. One is sometimes, and Hazrat used to explain this as well, that many people come and they say that make some dua for me or give me some taweez or something that I don't ever get any, get affected or rather not affected, but I don't ever experience any kind of temptation, any kind of haram desire must never even enter my heart. So I used to explain and say that this is something to hope for and try to aspire for something that is not natural and it is not in our control. Nowhere has it come in any ayat of the Quran Sharif, in any hadith, that any thought crossing the mind, a person will be taken to task for that. Any involuntary thought that just passed through the mind, which he did not entertain, that is something not in somebody's control, and therefore that is not something he is accountable for. But Hazrat is to say that this very thought, this which Shaitan whispered, that's shaitan's full-time job. So this very thought that shaitan whispered, that thought itself is the fuel of taqwa. Person wants to get to Allah Ta'ala, so he will get to Allah Ta'ala in various ways. The salah he performs, that too will take him. The tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif, he makes, that too will take him further. The zikr, the dua, the tasbihad, the charity that he gives, all these things will take him forward. These are all things that will help him to cross this journey. But sometimes you get the booster. On the one side it is vital also, on the other side it is something that goes at the highest speed. That is the speed of refraining from haram, from breaking one's haram desires, from not acting on the haram temptations. The nur that comes from this in one's heart is beyond everything else. And the spiritual speed that is gathered from this steam, the steam that builds up out of this, spiritual steam, the steam engines that used to be existing previously, perhaps somewhere they still carry on, where coal used to be burnt within that engine, and the steam that would then be created as a result. That steam would power that whole train, say steam, but the force of that steam would cause that engine to now start functioning. And those hundreds of tons on all those coaches behind that engine are being pulled along on what? On the strength of that steam. So likewise, a person slaughtering those haram desires, when he's trampling that, that becomes the fuel of this engine of taqwa. So it's not something to now become perturbed by and overwhelmed with, but not something to allow to ever sit in our heart for one moment. But immediately to slaughter that desire, to trample it, to turn one's heart to Allah Ta'ala, to beg Allah Ta'ala's help, 
this becomes the steam that powers this engine of taqwa and takes him at a speed which nothing else can take him. So this is what Hazrat is explaining here, that khun tamanna ka lafz kehna to asan hai. Magar jab tamannaon ka khun peena parta hai, tab pata chalta hai ki isme kya maza hai. It says when a person really undertakes this, that he now starts slaughtering those desires. Every time that he is tempted to cast a haram glance somewhere, so he does not do that. He lowers his gaze. He immediately turns his heart and mind towards the ayat of the Qur'an Sharif, towards the hadith of Rasulullah Allah Ta'ala has commanded me, Allah Ta'ala's command, Allah Ta'ala is watching, Allah Ta'ala is away, and His command is directed to me now. I'm going to now just ignore this, I'm going to disregard this command of Allah Ta'ala. So now he's engaging his mind in this manner, that will now make it easy and possible for him to trample that desire. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Allah Ta'ala's curse be upon the one who's casting lustful glances. Do I want to become the victim of this curse? Nabi Sallallahu curse? Would that go unanswered? And then I would be complaining about the problems in my life. What's going wrong? Why things are not working out for me? But I'm becoming the victim of the curse of Nabi Sallallahu and how can things go right for me? So, when a person now will engage his heart and mind in this manner, when he will bring his heart and mind to those things that will turn his heart to Allah Ta'ala, by reflecting on these ayat of the Qur'an Sharif, يَعْلَمُ خَائِنَةَ الْآَعْيُنْ وَمَا تُخْفِ الصُّدُورُ Allah Ta'ala knows the deception of the eye and what the heart conceals, what is cooking up in my heart, Allah Ta'ala is away. This heart Allah Ta'ala gave me, imagine we give somebody a very nice present. In fact, this example also Hazrat gives, that somebody gives a person a nice utensil, some beautiful dish as a present. Now, nowadays everything is sophisticated, but previously in India, even up to now probably in rural, in poor circumstances, now children as they are growing up, so a time comes when the child is now being trained to go to the toilet. So now he has to get over with his nappy and so on. The child has to be now trained. So they call it potty training. So now this beautiful gift, you gave somebody one beautiful dish, expensive one, crystal, whatever. Now you come to visit him, you see he's using it for his child's potty training. So how elated you will be, mashallah, what appreciation for my gift. This is how this person is appreciating it. He's using this gift of mine in such a wonderful way. And alternately, if you came, and mashallah, there was some beautiful, some whatever, dessert or something that was prepared, and it's presented in that, and you see it's coming in that dish that you gave him as a gift. You feel very different about that. Mashallah, this person is appreciating the gift, not the first time. That will break one's feelings within, one's heart within, that such an expensive dish, such a, with such muhabbat I gave this, and this is what is being used for. Now what is that one dish? How much does it cost? Even if that one dish cost 1,000 rands, cost 10,000 rands. Is it worth any fraction of what is the value of the heart? Forget the heart itself, just to do one small bypass and just unclog and unblock one artery in that heart. Cost people the whole life savings. 
half a million rands now. So he put it up front. For what? Not for the heart. Not for the artery also. Just to unblock one artery. Just to do a little bypass. The heart is still there. Everything is there. Didn't put the, they didn't put anything else. Just to unblock one artery, they won half a million rands first. So Allah Ta'ala blessed me with this heart. And I want to make it the toilet of the whole world. All the filth, anything, anywhere in the world must flush through my heart. La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. How can I allow this? So now this is the thing that on the one hand to say the word khun tamanna is easy. But to actually slaughter those desires, to actually let the blood of that desire flow, that is what is required. Isi khun tamanna se halawate imani milti hai. And this is not a one-way traffic that a person keeps just sacrificing these desires, slaughtering them and well, life will carry on. Then we will wait for the akhirat and the hereafter, see what happens. No, that is obvious, that is something is Allah Ta'ala's promise. But Allah Ta'ala's promise is not restricted to the akhirat alone. Allah Ta'ala's promise is for this dunya also. In this dunya also, already Allah Ta'ala starts rewarding the person with beyond what can be achieved in some other way. Many, many actions, there are specific sawabs and rewards mentioned for it. Person decides Quran Sharif, every letter, 10 hasanat, 10 rewards, the minimum. More than that, no limit depending on a person's ikhlas, its sincerity. A person does this action, he decides one tasbih, and this will be the reward, etc. When it comes to the guarding of the gaze, in the hadith Qudsi, Allah Ta'ala says, <coughs> Hadith Qudsi is that hadith when Nabi Wasallam relates something and says Allah Ta'ala said. So the words are inspired by Allah Ta'ala but related by Nabi Wasallam. So Allah Ta'ala says that an-nazru sahmum min sihami iblisa masmum that this haram glance, this lustful glance is a poisonous arrow of shaitan. It's a poisonous arrow. So this too is something to reflect upon, the poisonous arrow. Can we imagine, person is shot with a poisonous arrow. Previously this used to be a common thing, when bone arrow was the thing that was used, so they would even carry this poison very very carefully, separately, only at the time of shooting the arrow, they would dip the, the point in this poison. And sometimes this poison would be so fatal, that if that arrow didn't even pierce the person, it just by the time it reached him, and maybe it just barely scratched him, it maybe touched his skin, it would be so effective and so fatal that that mere scratch, that poison now will get into his bloodstream immediately, and within minutes he'll be gone. It'll kill him within minutes. That fatal. Now one is the poison that people mix their potions, and people make it so effective from whatever they extracted and however they mixed it. Can we imagine the poison of shaitan? Can we imagine the poison of shaitan where he has been given this respite to qiyamah? He knows what's going on where and how to mix things beyond us. Allah is saying that this lustful glance is a poisonous arrow of shaitan. So now a person... If he is shot with the poisonous arrow, one poisonous arrow sometimes can be fatal. Can we imagine shaitan's poisonous arrows are shooting one after the other in a person's heart? 
one arrow, then the next, because he's now going on with those haram glances and looking at haram. So when one arrow after the other is now piercing the heart, what will become the condition of that heart? Spiritually, what will be the condition of that heart? Now the person says, Allah Akbar in his salah also, what is in that heart? Person is sitting for tilawat, that is if his heart even goes towards tilawat. If his heart will even now go towards zikr. If his heart will even go towards dua. Because when a person has been poisoned, he now wants to do many things, but he is paralyzed. The poison creates paralysis. So now despite all the good hopes and good intentions and good feelings and whatever he wants to do, but the paralysis is now overwhelmed everything. So the haram that a person looks at creates spiritual paralysis. So to a point sometimes he drags himself to do certain things, but the paralysis takes over then. If this continues, the paralysis takes over, then the heart is totally disinclined to anything of deen. If he has become very accustomed to his salah, alhamdulillah, this has become part of his life, he'll somehow drag himself to do it. But his heart will be nowhere near it. Tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif, he rather sit and read some novel. The tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif will be a very difficult thing. A novel, one night people say sometimes 300 pages, 400 pages in one night I read. One novel. How 300 pages you read in one night? It's not very easy. Tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif, three pages, very difficult. The 300 pages was very easy. Three pages tilawat, very difficult. Why? Because of the spiritual paralysis. The zikr, just can't make it. How much zikr you have to make by? Just well, hundred times Guru Sharif, hundred times istighfar. Why you can't make it? 24 hours, 1860 minutes. How many minutes is this going to take? Maybe 7 minutes, 10 minutes. Out of 1800 and some minutes, 10 minutes you didn't find? Well, just the day went away, I didn't find the time. How come the time didn't get found? Because of the spiritual paralysis. So where this paralysis comes from? This is the haram that a person brings into the heart. The spirit, the poisonous arrows of shaitan. So Nabi Wasallam says that Allah Ta'ala says that this is a spiritual, this is a poisonous arrow of shaitan. Man tarakaha makhafati abdaltu biha imanan yajidu halawatahu fi qalbihi. That the person who will forsake this for my pleasure, for, out of my fear, not for any other reason, not because somebody else was looking, that is why now I go to look elsewhere. No, Allah Ta'ala is watching. So purely out of Allah Ta'ala's fear, the person who will forsake this out of my fear, Allah Ta'ala says, I will bless him with such iman, the sweetness of which he will experience in his heart. One is the sweetness of ibadat, that will happen. Because he gave up haram pleasure, Allah Ta'ala now blesses him with halal and pure pleasure. And the sweetness of iman in a physical sense, like a person eats something sweet, he feels something sweet in his mouth. So likewise, the sweetness of iman, which will be a physical experience. So this is what Allah Ta'ala blesses him, as it says, that isi khune tamanna se halawati imani milti hai. So what we were saying is that many rewards, many actions, the rewards have been mentioned. Person recites Quran Sharif, this reward. Person does this action, this reward. For forsaking haram glances, Allah Ta'ala is saying, so to say, I am the reward. Halawati imani is what after all? 
Allah Ta'ala is saying, I myself am the reward. Like in the case of fasting, Allah Ta'ala says, وَأَنَا أُجْزَابِ I myself am the reward. Because this fast is only between him and Allah Ta'ala. Nobody knows who's fasting. Alhamdulillah, everybody's fasting. But who can say with us, if it's a naf- nafil fast somebody is keeping on some day, can anybody say anything that he's fasting? Between him and Allah Ta'ala alone. So Allah Ta'ala says, I myself am the reward. Here again, person is protecting his heart. Who knows that besides Allah Ta'ala? Only Allah Ta'ala is aware. Otherwise, outwardly a person can be Bayazid, Bustami. Urdu normally, this is how they express it. Zahir to Bayazid ka. Or Batin Nange Yazid. That outwardly sometimes, even Bayazid, Bustami, Rahmatullah he too will be very impressed. MashaAllah, what a person might be sitting on the maybe seventh heaven. And if our inside is opened out, then even Yazid will become ashamed. So, this is not the case that should be. So, what is being explained here is that now when a person is protecting this heart of his, this is between him and Allah Ta'ala alone. Nobody else knows. Only Allah Ta'ala knows. And this is so beloved to Allah Ta'ala that for my sake, my banda is looking after this heart, this gift I gave him. Allah Ta'ala himself is the reward. This halawat imani, the sweetness of iman Allah Ta'ala blesses him with. شیر خون پیتا ہے تو اس میں کتنی طاقت آ جاتی ہے کہ دریا کے بہاؤ کے خلاف تیرتا ہے اسی طرح جو مؤمن اپنی حرام تمناوں کا خون پیتا ہے اس میں اتنی طاقت آ جاتی ہے کہ وہ معاشرہ پر غالب رہتا ہے معاشرہ کی رفتار کے خلاف اللہ کی مرضی پر چلتا ہے First thing it does is it drinks up the blood of that prey. Lion, that is its nourishment. Then devour the whole thing also. But it drinks up the blood of that prey. So this becomes such a powerful potion within it, so to say. And it gives it such strength that a lion even swims upstream. There's a heavy current flowing in one direction. The lion flows against the current, against the tide, flows upstream. Where did this come from? From the strength it got out of drinking the blood of that prey. So the blood of that prey that it drank, that brought the strength that it now even swims upstream. Hazrat is saying that just the same word, khune tamanna. So a person slaughtering that desire of his, that haram desire, he is so to say drinking up the blood of that. Not literally, obviously. But by slaughtering it, he is so to say, drinking up the blood of that desire. He's killing it. So this brings such spiritual strength in him, that he can also swim against the tide. The tide of society. The whole society is going in one direction. It was haram. Many a times in the year, when those times of the year come, December comes, and other time comes, Everybody is in one different whole line. Everybody is flowing in a different direction. Illa mashallah. Now somebody doesn't want to go somewhere also. His friends are going, his relatives are going, his house folk are going, his neighbors are going, and everybody is going. You want to sit here alone? Life is not about just becoming a hermit or something. You want to enjoy life a bit. And what not people will say to him. 
But the person who has been constantly drinking up the blood of these desires, he'll say, I'll flow against this tide. Everybody can flow in one direction, but I won't get carried with this tide. I'll flow against it. So where this comes from? This comes from this constant drinking up of the blood of the desires. Then a person against the society, but towards the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala, he will move. اور جو تقاضہ نفس سے مغلوب ہو کر گناہ کر لیتا ہے وہ ظالم شیر نہیں ہے لومری ہے حضرت says but the one who he succumbs to the desires of his nafs and he gets overwhelmed by it and then he commits gunah and sin حضرت says such a ظالم he is not, not a lion this person he is a jackal a jackal is known for its cowardice a lion is known for its bravery Jackal is a coward. It will wait for all the scraps that everybody else has left over. It won't attack any prey. When everybody is gone, all the scraps are left, then it will go in now. Just feed off the scraps. Of the leftovers and the scraps. So this is a very cowardly thing. So let's say that such a person who succumbs to his nafs and becomes overwhelmed, he is not, this is a zalim, he is not a lion, he is a jackal. Ruba khaslat hai, buzdil hai. شیر کی غزہ خون ہے اور مؤمن کی غزہ کیا ہے اپنی حرام تمناوں کا خون that bitter gulp at that time, when his heart is, so to say, seeming to break, that he is not allowing it to have that haram that he is desiring. So there is a bitter gulp that he is swallowing. That bitter gulp is that blood of that desire. But that bitter gulp brings the sweetness of iman in that heart. And it brings that spiritual strength that he can then now flow against the tide. He can swim against the tide. So this is what is required to keep Drinking up the blood of those desires. In one couplet, as it states, Na tera dil, na teri jaan chahe, unku tuj se khune arman chahe. That neither does Allah Ta'ala want your heart, nor does Allah Ta'ala want your life. Allah Ta'ala doesn't take your life away. Meaning that you must now be killed just in a moment. Whatever prescribed life is there, you'll get that life. What Allah Ta'ala wants from you, What Allah Ta'ala really wants you to present is, The blood of these desires, the blood of all the haram temptations. This is what Allah Ta'ala wants from us. Kitni hi arman ho, kitni hi tamanna ho, kitna hi dil chahta ho, is shakal ko dekh lo, phir na jane ye saamne aaye ya na aaye, is wakt khun tamanna pee lo, to phir iman ka alam kuch aur alam hoga. The states that no matter how much the desire comes in the heart, how much one is tempted, and the heart is tugging, that look at this person walking past now. Maybe you would not get this chance again. But at that time, drink up the desire of this, uh, drink up the blood of this desire, and then see what becomes the condition of your iman. It will become a completely different thing. Share khun pita hai, to uski taqat kitni hoti hai, جس طرف چلتا ہے زمین ہلتی ہے سارا جنگل اس سے کامتا ہے when the lion because it 
keeps nourishing itself with the blood of the prey, what strength comes into it? Whichever side it goes, wherever it goes in the jungle, all the animals of the jungle are terrified. They are all trembling. Likewise, agar khun ne tamanna, khun ne arma karne ki taufiq ho gayi, to inshallah aap se bhi sara alam kampega. It says, if you also drink up the desires, drink up the blood of your desires, inshallah, the entire world will tremble from you as well. Jis taraf jayenge, halchal mat jayegi. Wherever you go, it'll be something everybody will make way for you. Ruba khaslati se toba karo. When you are, as it says, that now make toba, sincere toba from this characteristic of this jackal, from this cowardice, become brave like the lion. Shakal dekho, do bayazid bustami ki hai. Magar khun tamanna karna, kyu mushkil malum hota hai? It says, outwardly, you look like bayazid bustami. But why are you not now taking the himmat and the courage? Why are you finding it difficult to slaughter your desires? Ye kya baat hai? کہ شکل تو شیروں کی ہے اور کام لومڑیوں جیسا ہے شرم کرو شرم کرو what is the position and why is this the problem that outwardly you resemble a lion but you are behaving like a jackal شرم کرو شرم کرو have shame from Allah Ta'ala have some shame from Allah Ta'ala that Allah Ta'ala has blessed you with a outer self that is noble that is good then make the inner self as well Likewise, as mentioned that this was the special theme of Azatwala, this is something that he repeatedly advised, he so to say was the mujaddid of this aspect of ghadd basar of guarding the gaze, the heart. This is a lesson that we have to repeatedly listen to. We are all insan, we are weak, insan is insan, he can slip, he can fall, but the person who sincerely repents is like a person who has never committed the sin in the first place. Allah Ta'ala gave us this opportunity to come into the house of Allah Ta'ala, to be an atikaf, to reflect upon where our life is going, which direction we are heading in. So Allah Ta'ala made this opportunity available to us. This too is a sign that Allah Ta'ala wants some good from us. May yuridillahu bihi khayray yufaqihu fi din Allah Ta'ala wishes good for somebody Allah Ta'ala grants him the correct understanding of deen so that he may now move in that direction the fact that Allah Ta'ala allowed us to come we haven't come of our own accord ye qadam uthte nahi uthaye jate hai these footsteps one cannot take on his own this is something Allah Ta'ala makes possible so Allah Ta'ala made this possible this is Allah Ta'ala's gift but when a gift is given, then it needs to be appreciated. It needs to be used correctly. So this time Allah Ta'ala has given us, we have to be sitting, reflecting, as we mentioned last night, that to keep our hearts, now we are physically confined, we are physically restricted to the masjid, we keep our hearts confined as well. Keep our hearts also restricted to thinking of those things that are going to enhance this purpose, enhance our effort to acquiring our goal. So our time, sometimes we would be engaged in ibadat, in tilawat, in zikr, in tasbihat, maybe reading some kitab, etc. At some time we may not be doing anything, person is not, uh, he's feeling tired, whatever, might be just sitting, just making some tasbih sometimes, sometimes not doing anything, such lying down. So these moments also, we keep the heart engaged correctly, keep the heart reflecting on these things. That where have I been going, 
what have I been doing and where do I have to go to? Am I going to get anywhere in that manner? Allah Ta'ala made this opportunity available to me. I have to now take this turn in life. I have to make this sincere tawbah. I have to make this firm pledge to Allah Ta'ala that whatever has passed has passed. That is now never to happen in future inshallah. And now I go to become very conscious of guarding my gaze, guarding my heart, making every effort to move in this direction. As his mentions, person brings this inshallah, he'll become the wali of the time. The doors of wilayat, the road to wilayat is totally wide open for him then. So this is what we have to make an effort on, apart from hearing about these advices to then ponder over it. That is the thing too, that will now settle it in the heart. First is listening to it attentively, then to ponder over it. Sufyan Sawri Rahmatullah he used to explain, awwalul ilmi al-istima, that ilm knowledge, the first step of knowledge is to listen attentively. Thummal insat, then to keep quiet, in other words, and then to ponder over it, to then reflect upon it. Hearing about it is one thing, but then to reflect upon it, that settles it in the heart. Otherwise, it's like the rain came, but then a person didn't now soften the ground and didn't allow it to then, he just let it flow over. So now this reflection, while the water is still around, while the water hasn't flown away, this reflection will allow it to now absorb within. This reflection will allow it to soak into the heart. And repeatedly, day in, day out, while we are still here in Atikaf, morning, afternoon, evening, at night, at other times, a person is reflecting repeatedly on these aspects, then he will inshallah soak it within his heart. And in time, this will become the condition of the heart. May Allah give me 